I know it's kind of difficult sometimes to already dive into a teaching time so so early in our our worship service, but uh, I trust that God will bless uh, our time and just try to focus and pay attention. And uh, Psalm 62 is what we're going to be reading and considering for just a few moments, and hopefully uh, we'll we'll find some benefit from. Uh, this time together, and we'll be able to sing better with understanding. Psalm 62. Hear God's holy, inspired, and inerrant word. To the chief musician, to Jedithan, a psalm of David. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From Him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning and wall and a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock. And my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Surely men of low degree are a vapor, men of high degree are a lie. If they are weighed on the scales, they are altogether lighter than vapor. Do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his work. If I were to give a a title to this psalm, It would be that God alone is the rock of my salvation. God alone is the rock of my salvation. And if I were to pick a a key verse, it would actually be verses 2 and 6 because they're the same verse. They're repeated. And so we're meant to focus upon that. Also, verse 6 is at the very center of the psalm. And oftentimes the psalm, uh, the center verse, The center of the psalm is the focal point. If you think of like a mountain peak that you are climbing up to and then coming down, that's kind of like what the center of most psalms is like. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. That's the focal point of the psalm. As we look at this psalm, I will remind you again where this psalm fits in the flow of the the Psalter up to this point. Remember that in our last psalm, Psalm 61, came on the heels of a collection of those what we could call fugitive psalms. Psalms 52 through 60, where David is is on the run from various enemies. And I, I know I've listed these for you before, but I'll remind you again. His own tribe, his uh, closest friend, neighboring Philistines, King Saul himself, rulers of the land who were servants of Saul, lesser magistrates we could call them, murderous henchmen, and enemies from distant lands. We have this catalog of enemies that are in each one of those psalms. 
And these probably cover just about all the possible enemies that David, King David, could have. And we're, we're meant to feel the weight and the pressure of the, the many surrounding enemies that the king has. And then after that collection of psalms, in Psalm 61, verse 1, the psalm we considered last month, we hear David cry out in verse 1, Hear my, God, o, o, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And he assures himself in that psalm that his life will be prolonged and he will abide before God forever. Obviously, that looks forward, doesn't it, to the Lord Jesus Christ. But then notice how this psalm begins, Psalm 62. What is the main emphasis of this psalm? Truly, my soul silently waits for God. That word might actually be better translated rests in God. It's not just silently waiting, but it's resting in God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. The previous psalm, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And now he's saying, he only is my rock. There is no other one I hope in. He turns to God because he knows that there is no one else he can ultimately rely on. No one else can save him. It must be God alone. So in this psalm, we really see the king's confidence in the salvation of God alone. And it's really amazing to see how many times God is mentioned throughout the verses of this psalm. Let me just go through real quickly for you. Verse 1, my soul silently waits for God. Verse 5, my soul waits silently for God alone. Verse 7, in God is my salvation. Verse 7 again, my refuge is in God. Verse 8, God is a refuge for us. Verse 11, God has spoken. Verse 11 again, power belongs to God. I trust you are getting the point here. In God alone is there salvation. He alone is a refuge, a rock, a defense. All power belongs to Him alone. That's what this psalm is about, and that's what we should think of. When we sing this psalm, now just a couple more comments about the structure of the psalm or the flow of it. We see in verses 1 and 2, the king resting in God alone as his rock and salvation. Then in verses 3 and 4, the psalmist addresses those who are the king's enemies. How long will you continue to attack a man? And the point is, it's not just a man, but the man, God's man. The king, because notice verse 4, they only consult to cast him down from his high position. That is the position that God has assigned to his king. Now back up in verse 3, that word attack can also be translated as threaten. So the idea here is that these enemies are attacking the man whom God would have as king with their mouth, with their tongue. They delight in lies. And though they may at times bless with their mouth, yet inwardly they curse. Then in verses 5 through 7, the psalmist speaks to himself again, to his soul, assuring himself that because God is his rock and salvation, he shall not be moved. And then in verses 8 through 11, the psalmist 
the king now instructs the people of God to do the same. The psalmist talks to himself. The psalmist addresses the enemies. He talks to himself and reassures himself again. And then he instructs the people of God to do the same. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Don't trust in men, whether of low or high degree. Don't trust in the power or strength of men. Don't trust in riches. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. If God blesses you with greater riches, don't set your heart on them. Because why? Because power belongs to God alone. Verse 11, God has spoken once, twice, I have heard this, that power belongs to God. The idea of adding to a number once and then twice is often used in wisdom literature for setting forth the certainty of a matter. And then the psalm concludes with verse 12, reminding the people that God will render or reward each one according to his work. The righteous will be rewarded according to their works and the wicked according to theirs. So just as Christ trusted in his heavenly Father to to save him from death, as it says in, in the book of Hebrews, for he looked to none other than God alone to save him and to rescue him, so he exhorts us to do the same. Are you placing your hope and trust in others, or is it in God alone? Are you placing your your hope in the strength and power of men in uncertain riches? You will be sorely disappointed. For God alone is a rock and our salvation. If we are resting in Him, He is our defense. And by His grace, we will not be moved. And so that's what this psalm is about. And when you sing this psalm, you're saying, God, you alone, you alone are my salvation. I renounce all hope in anything else or anyone else. My hope is in you alone. What a wonderful psalm that God has given to us that that where we can sing, God, you alone are the hope of my salvation. That's what this psalm is about. Well, in response to that psalm meditation, let's uh, take out our blue psalters. um, And we'll be turning to that very same psalm. And what I think we're probably going to do, since our Psalter kind of splits this up, is we'll focus on 62A this month, and then we'll sing the latter part of the psalm the next month. So we want to just, I don't want to make it difficult, I want us to just keep it as simple as possible and try to learn this psalm well. So 62A is what we will be focusing on singing, but you'll notice that 62A is not the psalm in its entirety. Okay. So if you are able to stand, please stand to sing. 